Hey, Amarillo, I'm Jason Boyette, and you're listening to Hey Amarillo, the interview podcast featuring some of the most interesting people and stories of Amarillo, Texas. The presenting sponsor of this episode is the Amarillo Economic Development Corporation. The AEDC is a champion of business for the High Plains of Texas. For more information, visit AmarilloEDC.com or AmarilloHelpsYouWin.com. You know how if you reach a certain level of artistry, uh, you can become known just by your first name, like Prince or Kesha or Beyonce or Madonna. Um, well, Amarillo, I, I guess the closest we have to a single named artist is Criselda of Criselda Photography. Now, she does have a last name. It's Reyes, Criselda Reyes. But most people here in Amarillo know her as Criselda, and she is one of the most in-demand portrait photographers uh, living in this area. She's based here, but she travels all over the world uh, doing her photography. Sometimes it's for bloggers living in New York. Sometimes it's for families, and, and she'll talk about that later. But I wanted to hear from her about how she got into the business, what she does, why she's based here in Amarillo, and what it's like to be a photographer in a place that a lot of people don't think is, you know, the most beautiful place in the world. It's a different kind of beauty. Let's just say that. And before we get to the interview, some full disclosure. I, I did this interview with Criselda, and then afterward I hired her to shoot my daughter's senior pictures, and they were amazing. But the interview came first, and then the amazement, just so there's no confusion about that. Here's Criselda. Criselda, welcome to Hey Amarillo. Hi. Let's start at the very beginning. Tell me about yourself. Well, my name is Criselda, and I am a portrait and wedding photographer in Amarillo, Texas. Um, I travel a lot for work, and I'm a mom, and I think that's pretty much it. it encompassed your entire life yeah, right there. Yeah, it's like five words. How, how <laughs> did you end up in Amarillo? Um, I was born in Dumas, Texas, uh, about 45 miles north, and then um, when I was about 12, my parents um, moved here, and we've been here ever since. Did you ever think about living someplace else? Did you I, go away for I a time? did. Or? I went to college in San Antonio, um, and I was there for five years. And was there a point where you said, okay, uh, I'm going to go back to Amarillo, I want to return there, or was, was that part of the plan during college and everything? Uh, no, I think, sadly, I think when you're growing up here, um, because it's small, like everybody thinks like the best thing is to get away from Amarillo. Um, so that was, it was never my intent to return to Amarillo once I had left, you know, and thankfully that wasn't what ended up happening that my plan was it <laughs> failed. But, uh, so I kind of was not forced to come back, but just different set of circumstances led me back to Amarillo. Um, and I came back and, uh, I don't intend to leave ever. I don't think. How long ago was that, that you came back? I came back, uh, in 2006. Five. Okay. So twelve years ago, I came back. And did you start your photography business immediately? How did How did that happen? <clears throat> I was pre med in college. Um, I had no intent to do photography for a living. When I was in high school, I did yearbook, and uh, I did uh, shortly after I worked for a local company, and we did school day photography. You know, like the blue background, the ones that you hate when you get them back. Everybody hates everybody that. hates the kids, those. The parents, yeah, the it's like the hair was out of place, and I mean, literally, I just pushed the button and said cheese. Um, and the I did that for a season right after high school. Um, didn't really have intent to do photography for a living, but it just came easily. 
because uh, I already knew cameras. Um, went to college in San Antonio as a biology major and took photography courses because it was easy. There was no studying involved. There's no crazy math involved. Um, and I'm probably aging myself, but I learned on film. Um, and so I took photography courses to blow off steam. We had to be in a dark room. This was before cell phones and texting and, you know, iPods. I mean, I took my little discman in and some headphones and that was just kind of how I decompressed. Um, from all the biology classes that I was taking, uh, it was just really easy and nice to go in and lock myself up in this dark room and watch things appear in water. And it was just, it was fascinating. Um, so I did photography in college to kind of alleviate some of the stresses of being a biology major. And then when I came back, I continued biology and I worked part-time at a portrait studio here in town and it kind of just took off on its own. Uh, they allowed us to moonlight. And that February, I stopped working there. And that year, I photographed 22 weddings after leaving there, which is crazy, but cool at the same time. Tell me about the process of, you know, you're, you're in a uh, with a photography company, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, doing portraits and mm -hmm. stuff. And somebody else is paying you. Mm -hmm. um, there's some stability there. Tell me about deciding, okay, I'm just going to go off on my own and, and making that transition to, to being self-employed. I had this proverb that's written down. I don't know if it's Chinese or whatever else, but I had the proverb written down that says only a fool tests the depth of water with both feet. Um, so that was kind of always my thing. Like you don't just jump into something. You don't just throw yourself out there. You put one foot in and baby step your way through it and kind of build from there. Um, with the photography company, um, it was very abrupt that I was no longer working there. Can I just say I was fired? Yeah, can I, can I, I mean, I was, I was fired. It's your story. Tell <laughs> it the way you want to. Um, they, they, uh, they let me go. Um, my manager at the time was very sweet and brought me into the office and just said, listen, you know, your business is taking off and we can't ask you to do both and um, choose. We can't ask you to choose. So I said, um, okay. And so they let me go home that day and I left there kind of scared and worried. And I went home and I like text another photographer from Dallas and he said, great. Now you don't have any excuses on why you can't do this on your own. You can't go full time into this. Um, and then like shortly after I found a quote that replaced my proverb and it said, um, sometimes the only available transportation is a leap of faith. Uh, and I took it and 22 weddings later that year, it was, it was, it was crazy to find myself in a place where I thought, oh, wow, I, I got, I can do this, um, which is fun. So right now, you know, you have a very good reputation. You're pretty active on social media. I imagine you have brides and grooms and seniors wanting portraits coming to you and, and you don't have to go out and ask for clients, but at, at the very beginning, were you having to solicit any clients in any way? I mean, were you having to kind of go out there and advertise? Or? I did not. I have never advertised. I do have an advertisement with Emerald Little Theater. But that's kind of just in agreement with our contract, the way a contract set up, that we have a, I have a full page ad in the Playbill. But aside from that, it's just a photo and it just says my website. It doesn't say like $20 off or $10 off if you book using the code ALT. It doesn't say that. It just, it, 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 I've never advertised and um, I, I don't really know how it took off. I think I came into the business when 
portrait photography was had kind of lost its appeal maybe and this like outdoor on location photography was exciting and new and different and it just happened that way uh, I had a couple of very well-known clients in town um, that just had like a big network of people like a school teacher um, I had a another girl that manages like commercial buildings and so those clients ended up being like, I could probably attribute most of my success to like four clients um, because their network was so big. So I did a job for them. And then from their, from their photos, I would book, you know, tens of twenties of people for, you know, off of one client, which was great. One of the things I, I wanted to know is, is you do a lot of wedding photography. You do a lot of portrait photography, families and high school seniors. I mean, is there, is there one of those that, you're more passionate about? Is there one that you like doing better? Portrait photography is about 80% of what I do. Uh, wedding photography is about, well, let's do, let's, portrait photography is about 70% of what I do, 10% commercial photography, and 20% weddings. Um, weddings are very stressful. It's uh, very difficult to be a wedding photographer. I told myself, I promised myself when I began doing weddings that if at any point I decided that I was only doing wedding photography to collect a paycheck, because let's be honest, like there's a lot of money in wedding photography. Um, but if I was only doing a wedding for that reason, that I would stop doing weddings because I didn't want to disservice my clients by just showing up to their wedding because they were paying me to be there. Like I really wanted to be emotionally invested in their story and their journey and be able to be there to like capture these memories for them. Um, I have been saying for a couple of years now that I think I'm on the tail end of my wedding photography journey. Um, and that's probably something that I've more or less solidified this past year. I mean, it occurs to me that looking at a, a creative endeavor that it would be hard to come up with a, a thing to photograph that has more stress attached or more potential emotions. I mean, the, the bride and mm -hmm. groom might be stressed. The families might be stressed. Everything's happening at one time. I've always thought wedding photographers just must have, you know, nerves of steel in order to, to do that. And I've always been fascinated with people who can do it. You know, I think that every wedding photographer should always remain nervous going into a wedding day. If you're not nervous going into a wedding day, um, I, you know, you're, you're right. Like either, either you're really confident in yourself, but I just can't, I can't even imagine ever getting to the point where I was confident enough to go into a wedding day knowing like the only thing that these people take away from their wedding day visually is what you record for them. And how do you best tell their story? Like, that's nerve wracking. That's so scary. Like, do they, do they want me to tell it from this super emotionally charged perspective or just, you know, posed and, mm -hmm. you know, um, orchestrated it's, a, it's, it is nerve wracking, um, to try to figure out how best to tell their story and do that justice. And I say it all the time, wedding photography is 100% being in business of meeting people's emotional expectations. That that's what it is. Like you just have to meet emotional expectations. And very high expectations. Very high expectations. Um, and and I don't I don't always successfully meet expectations, but it's it's emotionally it's all emotion. Um, because when you think about your wedding day, I mean, I've never been married, but I would assume that you 
you're not 100% there, you know, you're worrying about all kinds of other things going on. Um, so when you get your wedding pictures back, you get your wedding video back, you, you look at it and you're like, I didn't realize that was happening or, Oh, I didn't see that. Or, you know, Oh, look at the way he was looking at me. That's, that's sweet. Um, to be responsible for documenting that is, is nerve wracking. And it always should be, in my opinion, every wedding photographer should go into the wedding day thinking, Oh crap, (laughs) I may screw this up. I may not do this justice. So Talk to me about about portrait photography because one of the things I've noticed, uh, I follow you on Instagram. You're pretty active, yes. you know, with, uh, with social media. You always have real not not just the people involved, but the the backgrounds, and the locations are always interesting. And mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm fascinated with how you choose the places in and around Amarillo, you know, to be a backdrop for okay. for these portraits. And I know a lot of photographers have secret places they don't want to mm-hmm. tell anybody mm-hmm. about it. But I mean, what what are some of the places you know around the city that that you like to photograph people in? Well, Amarillo has like four trees. So, um, so those four, those four trees are very photographed. Um, So if, if my client tells me, Hey, listen, we're going to show up wearing, um, you know, a somewhat cocktail type of attire, I'm most likely going to take them downtown. If they tell me they're wearing boots and jeans and, you know, sweaters and khakis or whatever else, I'm going to take them to a dirt road or a more field type of location. Um, I don't typically base or decide a location until the day that I see them. So I'll see them and we'll meet like at a coffee shop and say, okay, like we're going to meet at this coffee shop. I'll look at what you're wearing and see. It depends on the season. Yeah. It depends on the season, the weather, what the lighting is like right now. We're battling mosquitoes like crazy. So, um, if I've got an infant, I'm not going to take an infant to like a really grassy area because the mosquitoes are so bad. Um, so I'll base it based off of what their preference of style is. And then we kind of go from there. Um, a lot of the times I'll just be driving and I'll think, oh, that's really pretty. Um, and I just have to tell my client, listen, I know we're on the side of the Dumas highway and that's not appealing to you, but just trust me. Mm-hmm. We've gone to ditches. We've gone to, you know, I, I take people in re- some really sketchy places and I just tell them like, just trust me. And a lot of them do. Is this a, a photogenic place? I mean, you've, you've shot fashion photography in New York and I've, I've seen photos, you know, on mm-hmm. the West coast, but you're based here. I mean, as a photographer, is this a place that that you think compares in, in terms of the, the places you can photograph people? I think you can do anything here. I think Amarillo is very versatile. It offers, you know, if you want skyscapes and you want it to look urban, you can do that. You can go downtown and take photos downtown and make it look like you're in a big city. If you want it to be, you know, really nature-esque, you can go to the canyon, you can go to the four trees that we have here in Amarillo and, and you can make that look the way that you want it to look. Um, I think it's very versatile. I I think maybe it's underestimated, but, um, I, I like Amarillo for photography and I like other places too. So I've been interested, you know, following you uh, on social media that occasionally you will do a fashion shoot for like a, a blogger mm-hmm. in New York City or um, you know you'll go places uh, that that are pretty far away and and I wondered how an Amarillo photographer you know builds those relationships where you're actually traveling to to do that sort of thing because probably there are a lot of good photographers in New York <laughs> yes I, there, I mean, there, I don't there, know there are there are tons of good photographers in New York um I don't really have an answer for that. I don't know how these opportunities come about. Um, They do. I just went to Greece. I had a client take me to Greece um, just to kind of photograph their family vacation, which was 
Seems pretty ideal. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, sure, I'll go hang out with you in Greece for 10 days. Are there people who have a tie to Amarillo, or sometimes do they just find these, you these particularly this, These particular clients did have a tie to Amarillo. They're based out of Amarillo. Um, I have done a couple of photo shoots for them in the past, and they kind of threw the... I was in Paris. <laughs> I sound so important. Um, <laughs> I was in Paris photographing for a different client, and... My Amarillo client messaged me on Instagram and said, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're working on this trip. And I said, yes, I am. I am working. I'm not just taking all these amazing vacations. Um, And she said, well, you know, we're kind of thinking of going on vacation to Greece. And is that something you'd be open to? And I was like, heck, yeah. So that's it was as simple as just throwing it out there and saying, do you do you do that? Do you travel to places Away from Amarillo? Sure, absolutely. I do I, I will do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that something, you know, 15 years ago when you were in med school, I mean, is, is that something you can believe or that you can see sort of your life heading that direction? Or is this all a, a big surprise? This is 100% a surprise. Um, standing under the Eiffel Tower, looking up at it um, as a child I never dreamt of that. We didn't, we weren't impoverished, but we weren't, we were middle class. And um, my parents worked two jobs to make sure all ends were met. And uh, I didn't know to dream to travel abroad or anywhere. I, I never thought in a million years I would make it to Paris. I never thought in a million years I'd be in Mykonos or Hawaii or Mexico City or, I mean, these these clients have really... I don't even know how to say it. They've really surprised me in trusting me so much to take me to these locations. Um, And I would have never thought, never, ever, ever would have thought I would be standing under the Eiffel Tower. Um, We rode up to the Eiffel, the top of the Eiffel Tower, and I cried because, of course, you know, I'm just this small town girl from Dumas, Texas that, you know, I don't know. It was just, it, 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 it blows my mind. I... With as much as I travel, and no matter what my social media personality comes across as, um, deep down, like I cannot iterate how humble, how humbling it is for me to be in those places, in these big, huge places that I didn't even know to dream about. I, I, did, I had no clue. I had no clue. And you've you've been to all those places, mm-hmm. um, but you still say. I'm probably not going to leave Amarillo. That this is this no. is where you're based. I mean, why? What's behind that? Why? Why stay here? Why raise you know a family here? And well, you live here. You know how awesome Amarillo is. The community here is second to none. The commu- like the overwhelming support that this community has for everybody. I mean, if, you know, the, can I say there? There's the other day in the news, somebody put on Facebook that. Somebody, nobody showed up to her child's second birthday. So like the police department and the firemen showed up at this birthday party. And it's little things like that, like little contributions from people that you would not think that even care about you. And you don't even know random act of kindness in, in, in Amarillo, Texas is just, just blows me away. And it's, it's such a sense of home and belonging and community. And it's the kind of having a child you realize I want him to be exposed to this. I want him to to know what it's like to have this community at an early age, at a like a middle school age, and as an adult, so that he can carry that on. Um, and Amarillo is just 
fantastic about that filling needs, seeing needs, and I just can't imagine ever leaving. And you're you're involved with uh, a number of different nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. from, you mentioned ALT, but uh, other ones as a photographer. So tell me how your work, you know, fits into those organizations and the stuff that they do. I, I have been photographing with Emerald Little Theater f- since about 2008. I was very cocky, so to speak, when I walked in the doors and I sat down with Alan Shankles and I said, I want the job as your photographer. And he said, I have a photographer and I don't have a reason to get rid of him. So no, you can't have the job. Um, And I continued to photograph there for a year, just for free, just with my friends, photographing shows for my friends and getting pictures of them. He allowed that. And at the end of that year, he said, okay, if you want the job, it's yours. Um, Emerald Little Theater has been the most rewarding, I would say, um, just because it has become a second home and a second family for me. Um, and I'm there, like our season is a year long, so I'm there all the time. And my child takes theater classes there. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's home and it's family. Um, and it's also really neat to walk in the building and there's you know, like your work is on all the, I walls. mean, it's, it's like, I have this, I just asked Alan about this. He says a 16,000 square foot building and it's got my work all over the wall. It's, so it's my gallery. It's, it's my gallery of like all these pictures are mine. So, um, that's really neat to see, you know, you walk in and you just think, gosh, this is, I'm, I'm doing okay. I've done work with Susan G. Komen, uh, the Amarillo chapter. I've done work with Paso, um, Children's Miracle Network continues to working with those kids is uh, I'll get emotional if I talk about it. Children's Miracle Network is is up there at second, you know, second place, tied for first, whatever you want to say. Um, very rewarding to do work with them. Um, we have an event coming up that I really like to be at. I've been there for years, uh, and it's interesting to see the growth in the people that they deal with and the community that they help. And the people that benefit from their um, efforts, so to capture it and be doing it through the years is fascinating. It's rewarding, and it's um, it feels like you're doing something that makes a difference, even yeah. though it's something as simple as taking a photo. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people don't look at artistic pursuits as a way to get involved with the community mm-hmm. as a, or as a way to give back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that's, that's sort of what this is, right? Right. I have photographed with children's miracle network, um, for a few years now. And I have seen families that were, you know, in the midst of their child's sickness or health problems. Um, and I've photographed them when they had no hair or, you know, when they were really ill. And then a couple of years later, I'll see them again at the same event that they're still there supporting, even though they're no longer the highlighted family. And I'll see them again at this event and their child is well and in great health. And it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's fulfilling to see that things that you do in even a tiny way help change the trajectory of somebody else's life. Um, and those families don't know me. They, they, they don't know that they, they wouldn't know me if they saw me, you know, at McDonald's, they would just, you know, but those photos, but they know their photo. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. that will be something that they Correct. look at and they remember for. Right. Decades. Right. 
And it's, it's, fulfill, it's fulfilling. The Amarillo Economic Development Corporation is a champion of business for the High Plains of Texas. As a primary economic development engine of Amarillo, the AEDC is responsible for industry growth and job creation. Did you know that Amarillo is ranked in the top 10 best places to start a business and the top 40 cities to start a career? The AEDC is committed to helping people understand why that is. Its mission is to attract businesses to Amarillo, which offer highly skilled, highly paid positions, to expand and retain existing local businesses in Amarillo, and to foster a supportive business ecosystem that's conducive to entrepreneurship. For more information, visit AmarilloEDC.com. You can also learn more at AmarilloHelpsYouWin.com or at Inc.com slash Amarillo. Okay, we're back with Criselda Reyes, and that means it's time for the part of the show I like to call Eight Straight. So Criselda, I'm going to ask you eight direct and highly specific questions, and hopefully you'll give me uh, answers as as honestly as you can. Okay. Okay. All right, this first one's going to be hard. Describe Amarillo in one sentence. Amarillo is home. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. When was the last time you ate at the Big Texan? On purpose? Just at all. (laughs) Um, I ate there in May. I sat at the bar. They have like this beer thing. And I I don't drink beer, but I went with a friend that wanted to try out their, like, all the... Is it home? Yeah, it's it's their their own brewery. Um, And I, like, ate that big Texas-sized piece of chocolate cake. That's the okay. last time I ate there. Is it a place that you like ever desire to bring friends or anything if they visit? Anybody that visits Amarillo. Radar? I you know, I worked at Big Texan when did I was you really? I did. I, didn't know that. I worked at Big Texan um when I was in high school. I was sixteen. I worked at Big Texan. I you know, I was a hostess with the mostess and we you know, I, I know all about the seventy two ounce steak and everything you have to do to to I should have just led with a big Texan <laughs> question. <then. laughs> I know. Um and the fascinating thing about tourists that go into big Texan, um, we, you know, we were required to wear boots and jeans, um, and your shirt and you have to wear a bolo, you have to wear your name tag and a cowboy hat and tourists will buy, well, at least I don't know if they do now, but back when I was there, they would buy our name tags. They would buy our garters that we had to wear our bolos. They would, they would buy anything we would sell them. They would, they wanted it. Um, and it, it was so much fun to work there. It really was a lot of fun. And the family that owns it is great. So, what's your favorite season in Amarillo? Well, <laughs> you can get all of them in one day if you're patient. Um, I like fall in Amarillo and anything. I don't like being cold. I don't really like being hot. Spring is too windy. I'm impossible to please. Jason. How much of that is is personal, and how much of that is tied to being a photographer? One hundred percent of it is tied to being a photographer. Um, yeah. What is your favorite local restaurant for breakfast or brunch? Uh, Crush Wine Bar and Deli is my favorite for brunch. Um, it's not on the menu, but you should go in there and order their peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Or peanut butter and chocolate, I think. And they put bananas in it. It's really good. That's a breakfast of champions. I know. I love it. Um, what's your go-to Amarillo coffee shop? Palace Coffee. All the time? Yes. Even though they don't have a drive-thru, I'll still get out of the car to get some coffee. Is there a certain location you prefer? 
Um, I like all of them. The one that's most, the closest to me is their summit location. I'm in there a lot. I used to sit in there a lot. I used to office out of there kind of, you know, I had like a place at the bar that I always was and they used to make fun of me because I'd get there and I'd empty my purse out and then I would start editing or whatever else I need to do. But it was my remote office. What is the most underrated thing to do in Amarillo? I think the canyon. I know that's not technically Amarillo, is it? Uh, no. Is it? Mm-hmm. Um, the judge rules that it's okay. Okay. So thank you, judge. Um, I think the canyon is beautiful and I don't think very many people go out there. People that like to be outdoors or people that like to get out and do things like the canyon really has a lot of to offer. It's a lot of hikes or not. You can just sit there and tie up a hammock. We like to do that. We just take our portable hammocks and string them up on some trees and lay there under the tree. It's, 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 it's a great place to go. I love going to the canyon. What's the most overrated thing to do in Amarillo? The Cadillac Ranch. I can't, the Cadillac Ranch, hands down. Just not into it? No, I'm not. You just go out there and look at some cars in the ground. I don't know. It's, I just never appealed to me. What is your favorite downtown building? I really like the Paramount building, but I like it because of the garage with the, the parking garage has a really beautiful blue ceiling. I really like that. Um, I would say that's my favorite building. Okay. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I like to end the show with, um, by, by giving the guests a chance to endorse something. Uh, so as we wrap up this episode of Hey Amarillo, what is, what is your endorsement? What's something about Amarillo that you would just want to share with listeners and say, here's something you should do or try or see? Um, I work with Amarillo Oral and Maxillofacial Surgery, otherwise known as AOMS for short. Um, I do Snapchat for them, which is something that kind of took a spin. It's like, it's a spinoff from whatever else I do. Um, just my social media on my own personal accounts. Um, Dr. Graves was one day curious and said, come in and run Snapchat for me. And I did. And it has like this really interesting following. Um, we show surgeries, but we also show like a lot of office antics and, um, we pick on people and like our coworkers, we pick on them. And I've been there for about seven months and it is just so much fun. And Dr. Graves now has, um, the practice has TV crew coming out to like film them to like have a reality TV show, which is kind of fascinating. But if I'm being partial, our Snapchat is like a little mini reality TV show. So whether you need braces or oral surgery or anything, you yeah. should follow you should. Dr. Graves on Snapchat. Dr. Graves on Snapchat is the funniest. Um, if you like, we film, you know, those people, those videos that you see of people coming out of anesthesia and they're like, is this real life? They're under, you know, medicine and they just kind of say some wonky things. Like it's my job, which is blows my mind to go in there and kind of egg them on a little bit and ask them questions and is that part of the the stuff that parents sign or, or whatever? You may be on Snapchat. As, they do. As you're they out of they ha- they opt in. It's definitely an opt in. They opt in to be on camera. We had a girl come in today that said, you know, you can only record my surgery. Like I don't want anything in the recovery room filmed. And I said, oh, that's not that's not the way that we do things around here. Like no, the recovery is all I'm interested in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm only interested in the recovery. But um, it's very informative. Amarillo has a dental school. 
Um, so like a lot of dental students follow it because he does interesting cases. I mean, not just wisdom teeth. Um, you know, people come in that need like biopsies and stuff like that. So, um, he puts a lot of that on there and it's very educational. It's exposure to things that they probably wouldn't see until they were actually working in the dental field. Um, and I think it kind of scares people a little bit to think like, I'm going to follow a surgeon on Snapchat. I'm not interested. I'm checked out, but it's really taken off and, um, it's kind of formed these little local celebrities people stop us all the time and say oh like we watch you guys on snapchat and it's, it's interesting it's fun but that would be my endorsement go follow snapchat go follow us on snapchat Criselda, thanks for being on the show yeah Appreciate absolutely it. that's so much fun i'm excited and that concludes another episode of hey amarillo i'm your host jason boyette and uh, we'll be dropping a new episode every week In the meantime, if you do want to see people waking up from their oral surgery, go follow Amarillo Surgery on Snapchat. You can keep up with Criselda. The best place, I guess, is on Instagram. Uh, Look at her photography there. And she's at Criselda. One name, just like Madonna. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks to the AEDC for sponsoring the last three episodes. And like I've said before, tell a friend. Leave a review. Post on Facebook. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play, however you listen to podcasts, and every episode, once it drops, will arrive in your phone uh, without you having to do anything. It's magic. I'll see you next week.